Hey, what's going on, Citywide team? Uh, it is survey week. If you've been here for a while, you know that feeling. It is the third Tuesday of the month. Um, if you're new, if you're in training and you're listening to this early on in your career, uh, get ready to learn because our client survey process, it can be challenging and it can be stressful. But the good news is at the end of the day, the survey week is a chance for us to learn. Uh, it's a chance for us to better understand where we stand with our clients. And it's there for us to go out and do something about whatever issues uh, they present to us. And believe it or not, you get an opportunity to sell some OS along the way. So Chad, survey week, now that your blood pressure's up a little bit, you ready to take this one on? Yeah, let's do it. I, I don't know why I picked you for this, but part of me thinks I knew Megan would be salty when she learned she didn't get to be on this episode and I picked you instead. Uh, so somewhere out there, Megan's stewing. So uh, here we go, let's start with the basics. The VOC, what does that stand for? And then there's scores that we receive in different ranges. What are those and, and what do they mean? Uh, VOC is the voice of client. It's the survey that we really get the best uh, response from them because it is sort of private from them. And then there's three groupings of scores. It's you have your detractor, which is one to six. Uh, that is the client's not happy, we're in trouble, possible lost business on the horizon. Uh, the mid-range is passive, it's seven and eight. Uh, that's middle of the road, client's not loud. There are some troubles in the account. Usually they're long-standing clients that have been with us for a while. And then the top is the promoter, nine and 10 scores. Uh, really happy clients, you're doing a good job and the client would recommend us to others. Awesome, so uh, this survey, if you've ever worked in retail before, it's very popular. Uh, it's very popular in other businesses as well, but it's usually business to consumer is where this is most popular. So uh, the survey is also known as an, uh, is known as NPS, Net Promoter Score, if you've ever heard that term. And at the end of the day, the way a net promoter score is determined is based on how many detractors, how many passives, and how many promoters. And they award points as a, a plus 100, a minus 100, or a zero. They aggregate it and you come away with this score. And the interesting part about the score is it's not based on all three questions the client's asked. The score is based on one question. How likely are you to recommend us to someone else? And in our industry, it's kind of interesting because your point of contact, Chad, might be the HR lady, right? Mm -hmm. Could it be a receptionist? Yep. A business owner? Yep. How likely is a receptionist to know another receptionist that's also in charge of the cleaning program? Not likely. <laughs> not very likely, right? So they might rate you a zero or a one. I am not likely to recommend you, not because I don't like you, because I don't know anybody. So we might get a, a zero or a one that crushes our NPS score from that person, but that same person gives us a eight out of 10 on overall service, and now all of a sudden they're a passive. So internally, we care more about how happy am I overall with my survey is the more important question to me, even though you could get a nine on that and a nine on customer service and a three um, on the how likely you recommend, then you're gonna get a poor survey, air quotes, poor survey alert, and uh, we'll kind of talk about how to handle those. So uh, at the end of the day, we've done 92% retention or better every year, and yet we've never had a super strong how likely are you to recommend. So we focus on those other two questions. All right, enough history on the background of NPS. So Chad, you get a bad survey. What's the first thing that comes to you, uh, comes to mind to you as a DOO or formerly as an FSM? 
Uh, first thing I want to do is educate myself on the account. So is this score something that I should be expecting? Do we have any history with the account with complaints from the client? Um, and then I'm going to get on top of it by calling the account, uh, get in contact with the person, uh, thank them really for filling out the survey, being honest and transparent. Uh, then ask how we can write the ship or get the scores up. Is this something small that caused them to drop the score now or is this a long running thing that we need to get on top of? Um, discuss with the client how you're going to change this or address the concerns immediately. That could go from adding it to the star account, uh, increasing visits by FSMs and CCMs, and then even possibly sending out the DOO. And then if all else fails, change the crew and hopefully get someone in there that'll take care of the building. Yeah, I mean, that all makes sense. That's the, the list we should run down. So um, in addition to all that, just from a logistics standpoint, because this is a training uh, training podcast and we want you to be familiar when this pops up in your CRM system. So uh, as an FSM, uh, when you get a bad survey, it will automatically generate what's called a VOC complaint. And it's nice that it's there, but the IC will never get the information unless the FSM converts that to a traditional complaint. So it's important that that happens. And then of course you gotta talk with your night manager like you normally would, and they go out to plan and execute on the complaint no differently than they would any other complaint to request they receive. So, all right, so with that all said, if the survey is bad enough, you might've drove out there right away, um, or if the survey came in like late in the business day and you're not gonna be able to see your customer, you just go next thing, uh, the next morning right away. What do those tougher surveys, uh, surveys generally look like when you're there in person um, versus just sending the FSM and trusting them? Uh, usually by the DOO going, you're gonna be in that detractor range, which is gonna have a laundry list of problems. More than likely gonna have an unhappy contact and they're gonna walk you through and point everything out. At that point, you really gotta listen to the client, let them air their grievances, and then give them the resolution to the problem. Um, but really just find out what's going on, find out how we can get those scores up, but let them educate you on the building and what they're seeing. All right, so that makes sense. Now, uh, once again, you're, you're on site, you're the DOO, you're following up on a really bad survey, um, you're being complained about once in a while though, maybe not even once in a while, maybe a third to half the time, you walk out with other services. So you get a bad survey, client is livid, and you walk out the door with money. How the heck does that happen? Uh, that's kind of the goal to go in. I know Megan gets all uh, giddy like a schoolgirl with this, uh, walking out of angry situations with uh, money in your pocket. But the first thing that comes to mind is uh, McDonald Eye. It's an account that was kind of always floating in that passive, passive region where they weren't very happy. They used to clean themselves. Um, I went in and let her tell me what was going on, walk around the building with the FSM and got her grievances. And then I looked at her and said, well, these are the things that would help us keep these buildings, your building clean. And went over every single thing she pointed out and how we could uh, do extra cleaning outside of what we do. Uh, at the end of the time, we walked out with uh, full carpet cleaning, acid grout work and machine scrubbing of their final floors. So it felt like a winner after that. Yeah, so I think I think what you experienced at McDonald's Eye is what I remember as an FSM as well. I love that you led with, 
I listened to her air of her grievances, right? And then you provided the solution. And what's interesting is, is going back to how the heck do we get a mad client to buy more from us when they're mad at us? It's because clients buy emotionally. People mm-hmm. buy based on emotion. And so right now, their emotion is peaked. They're frustrated, they called you and they drug you out there. You say to them, hey, these, these things fall in a few different categories. One, you wouldn't even really care about this, um, but because of the other stuff, it's sticking out to you. I get it. Then there's the actual word of the problem. I'm gonna solve all that for you. But here's the other piece. You're telling me you want this place to look excellent for your visitors or your patients or your employees. You want it to look very good all the time. Well, I can only do so much, so we'll get all that fixed, no problem. But you do got stains on your carpet. That's not in my scope. You say you care about your patients, let's get them cleaned. You say you care about how your bathroom floors look. Yes, we can get the debris and do a better job there, but your grout looks nasty. And at the end of the day, we can steam clean that and get that clean. And so we hold them accountable to their own words and magically you walk away with money. Um, any other thought to that or, or are you good there? No, I'm good there. Okay. So just, again, I want to make sure for newer people listening to this, we got to make sure we can fix whatever it is that they ask us to fix. We also need to be sure that before we go and offer them a grout cleaning or a, a tile surface cleaning, we better be sure you can't, you know, reach down with a wet paper towel and, and get it clean. Cause we've all been in that. You've been in that moment, Chad, you're yeah. giggling for a reason. Yep. You've, offer, you've offered acid wash and the client's like, it's funny you should say that. Here's a wet paper towel. And they wipe the floor and it comes clean. And then you kind of like scratch your head, pull on your collar and sweat a little bit. Make sure it, it needs it and we're not just saying it. So, um, and then yeah, at the end of the day, we have a good chance of, of walking away because people tend to buy emotionally. Um, all right. Any other thoughts on VOC surveys on execution on follow-up? Yeah, it would be, don't be afraid, run towards the problem. Um, if you've got a bad survey, get there and take care of it. Um, it's not going to take care of itself. So be proactive, get in front of your client, get it taken care of as quick as possible. That will show them that you care and you're going to get it taken care of and then hopefully turn them around to be promoters. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's a mic drop moment. I have nothing to add. So perfect way to end it. Thank you very much. We'll catch you all on the next episode.